Hello friends, and welcome to Anything Goes. And hello to all of you new listeners just tuning in for the first time. I'm your host, Joseph Guzman, and I'm so glad to have you all here. Hello to all of you all over the world tuning in. Let's jump into today's episode. What do you say? Hey friends, welcome back to another episode. Uh, we are continuing with the Q&A from you. Uh, you guys and gals have asked me questions, and so I'm answering a few of them. Uh, on the last episode, we answered, let's see, we went through about 11 of them, and I've still got a few to go here. Uh, so let's pick up where we left off. So this first question, uh, it's a little bit more of a serious one, but that's okay. I don't mind answering some of those. So the question is, how did you overcome your trauma from abuse? It's a good question. Um, short answer, uh, I'm still working through some of that. Uh, it takes a while, especially after years and years of abuse. It takes a while to kind of get through all of that. Um... But I have learned some things along the way, and I have improved along the way. Uh, so, let's see. What are things that have helped me to overcome some of that? One, I think, was a realization of um, ownership, right? And by that, what I mean is, who owns those situations, right? Like, is it mine to own? Should I carry all the guilt? Those sorts of things. And I had to realize that, um, in all of that abuse I went through, sexual, physical, emotional abuse, um, I had to realize that I didn't bring it upon myself. I didn't ask for it. Um, and so it was not mine to carry in that way, right? I shouldn't carry the guilt of that. That was a realization that took some time to come to and to accept. Um, but that was something that really helped me to move forward, um, in that, I would say this is where my faith really also was of help to me, was recognizing that um, my identity was not wrapped up in the things that have been done to me or the things that I've even messed up on in this, in this world, right, and in this life. Um, but recognizing that people are flawed. People are going to make mistakes. People are going to do dumb things. I do dumb things. I'm not perfect. And I think, as strange as it sounds, is learning to have some understanding in that and learning to have some forgiveness for people, not necessarily saying that what they did was good and it's okay, but learning to let that go and forgive that um, was also a part that was of help. Learning how to establish good boundaries was another thing. Uh, to be able to have enough respect for myself and for those people to recognize when it was good to have them around and when it might be good to keep some distance until they come to a better place uh, or what have you, right? What I don't want to do is have someone that is continuously uh, triggering problems for me that I don't need to have that around on a regular basis. Now, obviously, the goal in my mind is to be in a position in life where none of that phases me, 
Doesn't matter whether they're around me or not, nothing gets triggered. But I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm way, way, way better than I was. But, you know, I, I would be lying if I said that all is perfect now. <laughs> uh, that's a discussion that could go on for a while, and so I won't continue on that forever because there's a whole lot of questions to get through still. But really good question, and um, I, I think I'll, I'll leave it with one last thing on that one. One of the best things you can do to help yourself overcome the trauma from your abuse is to not keep it inside. Talk to people you trust, people who won't judge you or who give you, who won't try to, you know, make it more difficult for you, um, or use it against you or anything like that. Try to find people that you can share that with to be able to get that out. It's good to get that out and not keep it within. All right. So moving on to the next question. Uh, Let's see, what's that? What's your, what's your investing strategy slash philosophy? Huh, philosophy. I don't know if I've ever really come up with a philosophy for investing. Uh, strategy, the strategy I feel like I could probably speak to. I don't, I don't know on a philosophy. That's a, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, strategy. So I am more of, I guess, what would, what would be considered more of a long-term investor. Uh, I don't do day trading or swing trading, that sort of stuff. Other than in crypto sometimes with like altcoins and stuff like that, I might I might sell here and there when I see that it's a coin that's moving up and then try to actualize some of the gains to then move it around to other things. But by and large, I'm not a day trader, swing trader kind of person. I am more long term. I am I am very focused on growth and dividend growth uh, and a pretty decent dividend yield. Uh, so with that, um, I actually, I would say my strategy is more in that regard. Now, I have people ask me, you know, are you a technical trader? You know, are you a fundamental trader? I, you know, it's stuff that I didn't, I'm familiar with, but I didn't go into like investment training for years to like do this. It's just something I've learned along the way. It was um, partly because of uh, two mentors I had in life that were self-made millionaires who uh, taught me some life lessons about how to think about life a little differently. I've talked about that in previous episodes. So you can go back through those to find that in those. Um, but essentially, the focus of investing was about... Um, creating fishing traps for myself so I didn't have to stay there and catch the fish all the time, uh, metaphorically speaking, of course. Uh, so I guess I would say that's kind of the strategy, more or less. I do have a moderately aggressive dividend yield, my Maddie, and then I have my Hattie, which is a highly aggressive dividend yield portfolio. Um, commodities is what it is. I'm growing it. Uh, but it's a different creature to try and make growth off of commodities, metals in particular, uh, gold, silver, platinum, palladium. Um, I do it mostly as trading on an app. I don't do lots of physical because I'm not in a, I'm not in that kind of financial position to do that to have bars of stuff yet. Um, but I'm trying to build towards some of that stuff just because it helps put assets in different places. It gives me some diversification. Obviously, the goal is not just in that stuff. My strategy is also looking at 
um, the five um, the five classes of investing, right, or categories, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so stocks and commodities and being owning businesses, crypto, real estate, diversifying into all of those. And I have plans for how to do a lot of that, but it just takes getting the finances to make that happen. So I guess that would be kind of how I might answer the strategy part as to a philosophy. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, if you're talking about things like, am I an impact investor? No. Not because I don't believe in the concept of an impact investor, but because I have found that to be an impact investor, that's usually something for people who already have a good bit of money that can play that game. Uh, I came from a family that didn't have much, and so I, my philosophy, I guess you could say, is try to make the portfolios grow as much as possible so that you can put yourself in a better financial place. And then you can start looking at some of those other things more. Uh, first, got to get out of debt and all of that stuff. So yeah, good question on that one. Let's see. Next, uh, if you were given a million dollars tax-free, what would you do with it? Honestly, I think I've kind of answered that in the last one, but I'll say it again. Um, pay off debts. That would be the big thing. Pay off all the debts because the moment our money doesn't have to leave our pocket from our paycheck, um, the happier and freer we feel. That said, once debts are paid off, uh, probably throw it into my investments so that that money can make money and then, you know, increase that dividend yield. The idea is that the dividend yield could become an income stream. So, yeah, I think that's probably what I would do with it. Um, if it was more than that, there's a plan I have in place for creating multiple trust funds, but you know, I don't know if I'll get to that point or not, uh, but we'll see. That would require um, somewhere between 15 to 20 million in order to really make that work well. We'll see if I ever get there. It would be nice, but we'll see. Uh, let's see, another question. Have you thought of writing a book? I have, actually. Um, I have a book I've been wanting to write for a long time, but I am not. <laughs> I am not a fast writer. Um, honestly, if I were to do it, I would probably prefer to just record it all and then hand it to someone that can then translate that or transliterate that over into text. Um and then edit that out, put it into chapters, categories, whatever, uh, and put it out there. But really the idea behind it is just talking about my life, my experiences, the challenges I've been through, and the awesome experiences I've also gotten to have. Uh, because I feel like, my view is this, people love to aspire to things that are going well in people's lives or goals of that nature. But I feel like people relate more to the nitty-gritty, the, the challenges we go through, because humanity, we, we all face a lot of similar challenges. And I think we can relate to those more than we can relate to someone that's like, hey, I just made a million dollars. You're like, that's great for you. I am not there. I'm trying to make a thousand dollars, you know? Um, and nothing against people making a million dollars, nothing against people that are trying to get there or what have you. But uh, that to say, challenges in life I feel like we can relate to more. And so my hope in, in writing that book, if I ever get to, is to um, 
share about my experiences in life, the challenges I've been through, how I've come through those, the mountain moments, the mountain peak moments, and the valley moments, uh, and to offer hope for the difficulty thing, difficult things I've been through and for those who maybe are experiencing similar things, and also to speak about goals and hopes and aspirations. And so the working title I have for it um, is Hell, Death, and the Grave, and the Life Thereafter. It's kind of long, so maybe it gets changed, I don't know. But that's kind of the idea behind it, is to do that. Uh, so, yeah, great question. Um, uh, yeah, I would like to do a book. I don't know if I'll get to, but that would be the, yeah, I'd like to. Uh, let's see. Where have you been in the world? A lot of places. <laughs> it brings to mind the Johnny Cash song, I've been everywhere, man. <laughs> Not that I've been everywhere, but I've been to a lot of places. Um, let's see. I've gotten to see several states in the United States. I have yet to go to Canada. I've always wanted to, but um, I've just never gotten the opportunity to go to Canada. Would love to. A lot of pretty areas up there. And I don't know, every Canadian I've ever met, I know it seems like a bit of a stereotype, but it certainly gets reinforced with everyone I've met. Every Canadian I've ever met, it's just super friendly, super easygoing people, and I, I love that. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I've not been there, but I'd love to go. I've been to Mexico. Uh, as a child, I would go all the time with my grandparents and spend summers there in our home we used to have uh, in Mexico. Um, it is now being sold. Sad days, but do what you got to do. Um, I've been to more of the peninsula, Yucatan area. I have not been down to South America. I'd love to go down there and go down to like Brazil and, uh, you know, some of the other countries down there and just kind of check out some of the really cool, beautiful nature around there and just the wonderful cultures. Uh, maybe it's biased because I grew up in a Latin culture, but I love going to see some of the Latin cultures and especially in Mexico, South America, because there's just so much color. There's so much color used in, in life and decor and stuff. And so it's just, it's very lively and I like it. Um, let's see, outside of the U.S. I have been to the U.K. I've been to London. Um, I had a friend there, Shanaz. I think that's how I pronounced her name. She was uh, her family was from Afghanistan. She lived there. She was in university there. Uh, she typically went by Shaz, I think, but her name was, I think, Shanaz or Shanaz. I, forgive me if I'm getting it wrong. Um, got to go there and visit with her at one point. Uh, well, yeah, a couple of times. I really loved the experience of London. Uh, I'm not a big city person, but I do love some of the fun things you get to experience in cities, especially places you've never been. Um, I've been to Germany, uh, primarily southern Bavaria kind of area around there, Munich and Frankfurt and Schweinfurt and uh, Nuremberg and a few places, but even northern in like uh, Dortmund and um, let's see. Ah, man. There's a few other places. I've gotten to go see Neuschwanstein, which is, I think that's the name of it, the the castle that the Disney castle, Walt Disney modeled it after. Um, I've been to France, although I've only been to Paris, and um, 
as you've heard, for those of you that heard my interview with Anna, uh, I didn't have the most positive experience from the people in Paris, but apparently that's just Paris. I'd love to go there again and get a different experience of people who were not so angry and bitter towards me for seemingly no reason. Uh, I have heard being outside of the big city areas like Paris, uh, people are a little more easygoing, so maybe that's something to do as well. Uh, let's see. I have been to northern Italy to uh, an area called Vicenza, I think is what it was called. A very, very wonderful area when I was there. Now, mind you, it's been a while. I'm sure things have changed, but when I was there, it was just, it was a wonderful little town kind of feel, and people were friendly. Um, I couldn't speak much Italian. Uh, the people couldn't speak much English. But what was amazing is I was able to use my Spanish, and through using Spanish, we could understand each other enough that we could actually navigate our conversation, which was kind of crazy. <laughs> it was cool. I uh, also got to experience real pizza as I've experienced it there. Um, so we will pick up on this after the break. Hey friends, just wanted to take a quick minute to let you know and remind you, this podcast needs support. Uh, so, how are a few ways you can support it? Uh, well, one, you can go to anchor.fm forward slash Joseph, J-O-S-E-P-H hyphen Guzman, G-U-Z-M-A-N hyphen M-A. There you can click on that support button, and you can become a monthly supporter of the podcast for $0.99 cents a month, $4.99 a month, or $9.99 a month. This is a monthly recurring, and so you can set it and forget it, as Ronco would say. Uh, and that really would be a great help for me to continue to grow this podcast and expand it out to build out website. Uh, to be able to eventually hire some people on to manage some of these things for me, because uh, for those of you, if you've ever tried to do a podcast, it is a lot of work to create the content, to refine the content down, to produce and record and edit and upload and get everything scheduled out for podcasting. It's a lot of work. Uh, and so... Um, in order for me to be able to do this a little more easily, finances helps. Beyond that, another way you can help is to share this. Share the podcast link on your social media. Uh, share it with friends. You can text the link to friends, whatever. Uh, if you share it on social media, I do ask that you do me a couple of favors. One, please make sure, make sure that you mention... Uh, the link so that people can actually go and click on it and listen in. And two, uh, make sure to use the hashtag anything goes podcast. That would really help me out in getting the message out about the show and help me to have more uh, growth in the community. And as we have more increase in funding, then I can open up website and start doing other things and bring people on. Anyways, I'm going to shut up now so we can get back to the show, which is really what you want to hear. So, let's get back to that. 
Okie dokie. We're back. So, let's see. What was the question? Oh, yeah. Where have I been um, in the world? Yeah, so Italy, Vicenza area. I'd love to go back. I want to go see Rome, and I know that's so cliche, but hey, there's a lot of old history there. A lot of old history in Europe in general, and just everywhere else except the U.S. We're kind of the new kids on the block. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of where else. Um, I've gotten to be over in the Middle East a little bit, but that was mainly with military, and so... I never really got to explore it in a touristy kind of way. Uh, there's areas I'd love to go see. Uh, I see people that go over to like uh, Dubai or something like that and they go do like the sand surfing, I think is what I've seen, and like the four-wheeling and just all the cool stuff that's over there. Um, I'd love to see like the, I think it's called the smart city that they have over there where they're like trying to make the entire city all like eco-friendly and um, non-fossil fuels and all kinds of stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I guess that's primarily it. A lot of places I'd love to still go to, but I just, you know, finances have to be there and, and all of that. Uh, so, yeah, good question. Uh, let's see. What are your pronouns? Oh, oh, gotcha. Okay, what are your pronouns? Um, he, him, I guess, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess it would just be he, him, yeah. Uh, let's see, what is your, what is your ideal job? <laughs> That's a good question. What is my ideal job? Oh, man. I don't know. I like doing a lot of stuff. Obviously, I love talking. Uh, here I am doing podcasting. I love investing. Uh, I like helping organizations to improve themselves, their processes, their uh, their work culture, to you know keep themselves up with the times and all that. Uh, I love learning about stuff. I love researching stuff. Uh, I love psychology. I like really learning about what makes people tick and different personality traits and what causes people to behave in certain ways and all kinds of stuff like that. So I don't know. That's a, that's a tough question. What, what is my ideal job? I don't know. As cheesy as this is going to sound, the simplest answer I can give is a job that pays me all the money I need to live a happy life, uh, a fulfilled life, and all the time and freedom to explore whatever it is I'm interested in. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough question to answer. What is your ideal job? Man, good question. Uh, let's see. Next question. You have an awesome voice. Ah, well, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, did you train a lot for recording it? Um, No. Honestly, uh, for those of you that have been following along in Anything Goes for a while, you know, um, and for those who haven't, you're about to know, I never really had any plan to be in podcasting. I never, it never was a thought in my mind. It was only because of some friends of mine uh, that I looked into that because they were like, you know, you have a great voice. 
you know, you have a soothing voice, you have a really friendly voice, uh, you should do recording. And so, you know, after hearing it several times, I was like, well, maybe, maybe God's telling me to do this. I don't know. I'll take a look at it. And so I did, and here we are. <laughs> As of the recording of this episode, uh, 77 episodes later. Um, still not making any kind of real livelihood off of it yet, but obviously I enjoy it because 77 episodes later. <laughs> uh, but no, not any real training. I've picked up things along the way, partly from uh, my friend Anna uh, at the podcast space who I've had as a guest on here. Who's She puts up stuff that's kind of been of help. I listen to other podcasters. I pay attention to things when I listen to podcasts that I don't like or things that I like. Um, and I kind of go from there. I'm sure there's a lot more I could do to refine it. But I have to, I have to admit, I don't want to sound absolutely... I don't know. I don't want to sound cookie cutter. I don't want to sound like I'm all machine made. I like the natural element of being human and having those little delays and flaws here and there from time to time. Because I think, again... We can relate to that. We can relate to the humanity of it. Um, so yeah, uh, I know there's things I still need to work on in regard to training, such as, I know I say uh a lot or um and things like that. We all have filler words. But no, I haven't had any formal training. Good question. And thank you again for saying I have an awesome voice. I appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Next question. Do you have kids? I do not. Um, I have no kids. My wife has no kids. Um, my previous marriage, no kids. So, uh, yeah, I guess that answers that one. Uh, good question. Let's see. What's your art style? Ooh, what is your art style? How do I answer that? I guess I will say it by saying this. Currently, my art style, if I'm understanding your question, is uh, more abstract. Uh, I, I have a lot of interest in abstraction. I have a lot of interest in uh, codification, symbols, symbolism. I won't say that I'm directly non-representational or representational. It just depends on what the work is about for me that I'll be more representational or less. Um, I do find a lot of fascination in human figure, uh, symbolism within that use of color, form to create narrative. Uh, sometimes it's about creating narrative through the use of symbols combined together in an artwork to require people to think about it and to create a narrative that couldn't be done as easily with words. It would take more. Uh, so, yeah, I guess currently abstract, symbolist, symbolic, symbolist, not symbolist. That's a different thing in art history. Um, symbolism. Uh, yeah, good question. I'm not quite sure how to define that easily. <laughs> uh, let's see. Any great advice for an 18-year-old just out of secondary? 
Okay, so I'm going to take a guess by saying secondary. You are not American, because typically we say high school. Um, so let's see. Any great advice for an 18-year-old just out of secondary? Honestly, let's see. What would I want? What would I wish to have known at that age? Uh, aside from trauma and stuff like that. Invest. I think that would be one. Invest early. Invest often. Uh, learn how to invest. Uh, and learn for yourself. Don't let someone else tell you you need to do what they're saying on their strategy. Uh, unless someone is offering advice um, without saying you have to follow this, right? If they're just saying here's the advice and you want to learn from them and you're paying to learn, that's one thing. But if someone's like, pay me and I will tell you what to invest or I'll do it for you. I'm not saying there aren't good people that, that you can't put your money with. I'm saying it's good to know it for yourself to some extent so that you know what you're getting into, you know what they're talking about, and you can tell if someone's, uh, pardon the term, BSing you about it. But invest. Invest at whatever level you can and be consistent about it. And think about your purpose for investing. Is it about creating an income stream? Is it about retirement only? Uh, is it about cash to put towards other things that you're wanting to build out, businesses or what have you? Uh, and diversify as you're able to. Get into those five categories I've talked about. Invest in stocks. Invest in um, crypto. Invest in commodities. Invest in yourself and starting businesses. Invest in real estate. Do it all and do it as soon as you're able to and do it early and as often as you can. Uh, and adjust as you need to. Uh, look at what's happening with your investments in the moment uh, and looking forward with what you need to to think about growth and opportunity. Uh, don't be one that's so caught up in I have to hold on to this for sentimental reasons. If you got to cut something because it's not working for you, then cut it. If it's working great, then double up on it if you're able to. You know, fluctuate as you need to. Be adaptive. Uh, another piece of advice for an 18-year-old out of secondary. Don't feel like you have to go to university. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm saying don't feel like you have to. Ask yourself the question, why do I want to go to university? What is the purpose of getting a degree there? To what end? How will it benefit my future in a way that's going to be long-term? Right? Don't make it just about money. Honestly, don't make it just about money. Because there's a lot of ways to make money without having to have a degree and to put yourself in debt for school. Unless, of course, you're in a country where your college is paid for. Then, hey, I mean, if you want to, I guess go for it. Um, but think about what your future is you want and ask the question, how does this get me there? Does going to university get me there? Does having that degree get me there? How does it build my future? If you enjoy trades, there's nothing wrong with that. If you really like welding and you like woodworking or what have you, nothing wrong with making a career with that either. So, you know, in the age of YouTube and all of that stuff, there's a lot of people that can make money doing that. So really, Ask yourself the question where you want to go. Don't feel like you have to rush straight into university. Um, think about where you want to go. Uh, I wouldn't take forever. 
make your decision, you know, you know, within a year's time, give yourself some time to really seriously ponder it over that year, do some side work, explore jobs. If you can get internships, explore jobs and see what you enjoy, or maybe you don't enjoy any of that. Maybe you want to do your own thing, figure out what it takes to do it. Um, that's something I guess I would offer. Uh, what else? Uh, let's say this in regard to relationships. If you're 18, don't feel like you need to get into a marriage right away. Uh, I know in some cultures there may be a difference and you may not have much option in that because some places you may be required to get married at a certain age or things like that. So, you know, I don't want to say disregard that stuff. That's something you have to grapple with for yourself. But by and large, I would say don't feel like you have to rush into getting married. You know, um, really put yourself in a better place for your own life. Establish things that you need in life and that you enjoy in life. Um, and really and truly, I would say, if you're running in a direction, look at who's running in that direction with you. That's probably a good chance of the people you're going to find um, a romantic relationship with. Someone who's kind of interested in going the same way you are. That said, make sure you're both adaptable because you don't want to find yourself in a relationship where the person is going the way you are and then you decide you need to make a change in life and they're like, I can't deal with you anymore because you've changed. That's just the nature of life. We all change. We all adjust. We all adapt. Um, what else? Oh, you know, here's a good piece of advice. You're going to get your heart broken in life, whether by someone that's, you know, a, a partner or a friend, someone you thought was close to you, family members, people are going to hurt you. People are going to break your heart from time to time. Just recognize that that is a nature of life and, you know, realize that it's a moment. It is a, a feeling. It is something you can take and grow from, and it is something that you can overcome. Don't let it pull you down. Uh, another piece of advice I would say is if you've been through trauma in your life, use it as fuel in the rocket as opposed to being a weight around your neck. There's always going to be challenges in life. The best thing you can do is to use those challenges as ways to learn and grow and to rise above. Uh, be persistent about it. Grow. Um, that's the only way you can really make change in your life in ways that Maybe you never would have seen before. So much I could offer in things that I wish I would I had been told younger in life. Uh, but yeah, I guess those are some things I might offer as some advice uh, for an 18-year-old just coming out of secondary. And with that said, friends, we're going to take a break and we will be right back. All right, friends, we are back. Um, there's still a few more questions that I have to answer, but looking at them, I know at least one or two of them are going to require a little more thought and a little more time to answer. So I'm going to do those on the next episode. So we will be continuing forth on this in the next one. In the meantime, friends, take care of yourselves. Be good to yourselves. Be good to those around you. Be kind to yourself and those around you, especially to those that you have challenge with. Uh, we all have challenges. We all have imperfections. We all have flaws. Uh, and we all have a 
tendency to lose our patience from time to time, right? So let's do our best to try to be kind as much as we can. Um, always be learning and growing. There's plenty of things to learn about in this world. We haven't figured it all out yet. Um, do small acts of kindness every time you can. Whether it's a little note, as my friend Amanda Martin, who was a guest on here, has done, where she will leave little notes on buses so that it cheers up another person's life. Um, a smile, right? Just smiling at someone, saying, hey, have a great day. Anything like that can be really nice and good and promotes happiness in the world, which we definitely need more of. Take care of yourselves, friends. We're still in a pandemic and still trying to get all that stuff under control. Uh, if you're able to and you haven't yet, get vaccinated. They're safe. They're not going to kill you. I know so many people who have been vaccinated now. There's no mutations. Nobody's got, like, extra arms or legs. You know, if you need to because you're in an environment where there's a lot of people unvaccinated, um, continue to distance. Wear your mask over your nose and mouth. And take care of yourself. You get one life and one body. Keep it as long as you can. <laughs> All right, friends. Well, until next time, stay curious, always be learning, and we will see you soon. Bye-bye.